I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck as foils attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. There's nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Hello there, it's Obi-John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasting, and welcome to a brand new Nerd Alert. Today, I am going to need you to grab your haptics and your omnidirectional treadmills and uh, uh, (laughs) grab your book, because the book's better than the movie. Uh, Today, we are going to take a trip to the Oasis, Uh, but before I get to that, let me introduce my co-host this week. Joining us from somewhere in time and space, perhaps via a DeLorean, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Doc. Uh, now, John, have you ever been like watching a movie or playing a video game, and and you find something cool that you don't think is supposed to be there, or like you notice something that changed? Uh, for example, in the movie Back to the Future, when Marty leaves to go back in time, uh, he meets Doc at Twin Pine Mall, at Twin Pines Mall. And when uh-huh. he comes back from 1955, it's Lone Pine Mall because he ran over the one pine tree. Uh, do you know what they call that? What do they call that, Jay? It, it, I believe it's called an Easter egg. When you oh, find really? something interesting, uh, and you you know you're not sure if you're supposed to notice it or if it's put there as like a inside joke or like a haha. Uh, and they do it a lot now. But do you know? What the first video game Easter egg was. I don't, Jay. It was in the game Adventure. And if if you're listening and you've read the book, uh, Ready Player One, you know this already. But anyway, for all the rest of you, uh, in 1979, Atari programmer Warren Robinette was frustrated that he wasn't credited in the games he designed. So he added his own credit in the form of a hidden room. And thus was gaming's first Easter egg. Ooh. Now commonplace. Like, it's it's standard to have Easter eggs in your games. In fact, if you don't have an Easter egg in your game, you're doing it wrong. Apparently. <laughs> well, thank so, you for, for educating our audience, Jay. Yeah, it, it didn't come across my feed, though, unfortunately. So. <laughs> Did you learn something interesting recently? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't use a PlayStation station controller to drive your submersible (laughs) well i think the important thing is if you're gonna use a gaming console uh controller to pilot your submersible don't buy a third-party brand okay go with the official okay yep yes spend that extra 25 dollars 
Oh, Ooh, that's timely humor right there. Also, possibly potentially morbid humor, depending on how things shake out at the yes. time of this recording. <clears throat> but that's not what we're here to talk about today, even though, dude, I have been down that rabbit hole so much this week. I could do a whole show about the vanishing mysterious submarine and the banging noises that may or may not have been heard. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We are well, they, they already did that show a year ago, and nobody watched <laughs> it. <then. laughs> uh, no, sorry. <clears throat> we are actually here uh, to take a trip through the Oasis. If you've never read Ready Player One or seen the film Ready Player One, um, we're talking about a completely virtual online environment, a world in which you can be whoever you want to be, look however you want to look, and you can get whatever stuff you want to get from whatever movie, TV show, video game, comic book, whatever you want to, to equip to your avatar within the Oasis. So with that premise, the doc threw out a very interesting question this week. Doc, what was that question? My question was, if the oasis actually existed and we were multiplayer gamers and we're like hey i'm hopping on oasis you want to you want to log in let's do some you know scouting let's do some just general playing around in mm-hmm. the oasis i don't know what you know questing maybe i guess you could say yeah there you go that's a good uh, um what would your loadout be and then i i specified loadout and I was thinking to myself, okay, if I was in the Oasis, what were the th- what would be the things that I would need just to basically make it through gameplay? So a primary weapon, a secondary weapon, a sidearm, which if you know me, it's primary, secondary, and sidearm are three different categories. Uh, a land vehicle, an air-slash-space travel vehicle, and then a mech, because... <laughs> It's the Oasis. the Oasis. We're, yeah. we're going to have a Mac. <laughs> like, we'll have a Mac. Like, yep. Uh, so those those were the six things that we were trying to fill out. Cat, Like, w- what would we have? Like, me being the Doc, playing in the Oasis, what would my character carry? That's now, I want to say, um, I'm glad you specified what exactly you meant by loadout. Uh, because... In the Oasis, as depicted, you basically just have inventory slots, and you can put all kinds of stuff in there, and we'd be here all day. Just yeah. all day. Yes. Uh, so I'm glad you narrow that field so we can feasibly <laughs> end this episode sometime tonight. <laughs> yes. So yes, we are aware that in the Oasis, you're not limited to just these categories, or just, you know, however many inventory slots you have, that's what you can have. We get that. We know that. But for the sake of the show, this is how we're going to do it. So don't come at us. Right. We're not going to read the comment anyway. So, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> start us off, Jay. You're in All the right. Oasis. What in is your Oasis. main weapon? My main weapon, my primary go-to. So if, if, you know, if you know me, John, you know where I'm, I'm headed with most of my picks. But I'm a glutton for overkill. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more things my weapon can do, the better. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be fancy, but I also want it to be portable. Because, you know, I got to haul this thing around. I understand it's a game, so it probably has, like, no weight. But, like, it needs to be portable, okay? So I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, Doc, what is portable, has a lot of functionality, and is just friggin' awesome. So my primary weapon is the Jean-Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg 
ZF-1 pod weapon system. Jay? Yeah? This is why I have three pages of notes and backup choices. Because <laughs> at the top of my list says ZF-1, parentheses, Jay probably has. <laughs> I'm sorry, I really didn't think we'd overlap that. No, like that no, right and don't apologize, because it's the obvious choice. I Again, mean, I'm not mad. That's just why I have, I have backup choices. Like for me, that I mean, if anybody knows me, they're like, "Oh shit, he's gonna take that gun from uh, um, the Fifth Element." That's what he's gonna do. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, man, it's got a rocket launcher, flamethrower, uh, the free. What do they call it? The freeze, the, the ice cube system, the ice cube system, a net launcher, a dart gun, the uh, replay button where it sends every shot back to the first shot. 3,000 round capacity? I mean, it's perfect for me. It's what I need it to do. <laughs> it gets the job done. When you need your gun to be 12 guns, get the ZF-1. <laughs> when, when your friends say, no, you can't have a grenade launcher on a minigun, you get the ZF-1. That's a... <laughs> You can only pick one. Okay, fine. I'll take this one. Uh, no, this 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 gun is rightfully so one of like the most famous movie guns because it's just like the Swiss Army knife of movie guns. It does everything. Yeah. There's a, there's an entire beautiful scene built around displaying this weapon. Even though sadly after that scene, it never really gets full use. Uh, like, you know, I kept waiting for a scene when somebody gets one, you know, goes ham with it. We never quite get, does, does Bruce Willis ever get one? No. Yeah. see, like that's when we're having that whole shootout on the cruise ship and like, he's got to get his EF one at some point. Right. And, and use every feature on it. Right. Yeah. No. Cause we set that up for payoff later. No, we just, we just did that just to do it. Okay, cool. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's like my one my one complaint about that movie is we never got to see Bruce Willis fully utilizing that ZF one because Zerg comes on the on the the cruise ship carrying one. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, okay, so because it's also a movie where the main villain and the main hero never have a scene together. <laughs> like, yeah, it's possible that Corbin Dallas has no idea who Zerg is. If if we could have had Corbin Dallas wielding a ZF one. On the cruise ship, that is Taking literally the, that's the only thing I think could make that movie better. Really called the Mangalores, <clears throat> the Mangalores, yeah, yeah. <sighs> I'm not getting me wrong; that's a great shootout scene. It's 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 a great movie, but just uh, you know, missed it by that much, guys. You know how I know they're not killers? If they were true killers. They would have asked about the little red button. <laughs> that self-destruct button, Jay. Yep. Little red button. True diehard in the wool killer. Uh, no, that's so yeah. a, and yeah, and the whole thing compacts up into a convenient little pod. Yeah. I, you know, I, I you should not be shocked. I'm sure you're not shocked. Nobody <laughs> should be shocked by my not first pick. Uh, look, again, it's a solid first pick. Uh, there's a reason I had it written down too. So that's fine. Right. We'll we'll keep the you will not be surprised by this going. Uh, first, 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 I want to give an honorable mention to a weapon I almost put on this list, but didn't, uh, cause I, I picked this 
I picked my choice. I was like, well, that's kind of on the nose. What else could we do? So I want to give an honorable shout out to um, to a movie that is a favorite movie of this channel. And if you've never seen it, please go find yourself a copy of A Deep Rising starring oh. the late, great Treat Williams. Oh. Um, it, it is it is one of those like diamond in the rough. Uh, no one knew about it when it came out kind of movies. Great creature feature. I... Great action comedy horror thing. But it features the M1L1 Chinese triple pulse assault rifle. I almost put that on my list. Thousand round capacity, air cooled, watertight. I have seen that movie too many times. I can repeat that phrase verbatim without having to look it up. Uh, oh. It's a completely made up weapon, which is fine. Uh, it's essentially a mini mini gun. It is a multi barreled, uh, super fast firing uh, machine gun uh, that, again, is not real. It's built around a submachine gun in the center that puts out a big muzzle flash. So it looks like when the barrel rotates, it's firing off that. Very, very cool movie gun. However, it's just a gun. And as Jay pointed out, if you're going to have a primary weapon, it should be a gun that has multiple guns. You should have a gun that does more than one thing. Get you a gun that can do both. You know what I'm saying? Like all the memes yeah. say, right? Yeah, that's, a, yeah, yeah, that's what the kids say on the TikToks, right? Get you a gun that can do both. <laughs> so, Jay, uh, so honorable mention to the M1L1 from deep rising and if you've never seen it please go watch it it's an amazing oh, movie so and r.i.p treat williams um i watched it the other night when i heard about his passing um great movie great actor anyway moving on honorable mention goes to that my actual pick that will surprise absolutely no one if you have listened to any episode of the show in the past because <clears throat> it is probably it is on the mount rushmore of uh best movies ever created as far as obi john is concerned and probably the doc as well. Uh, if this channel had a top 10, it'd be on it somewhere. I am talking about a close personal friend of mine. <laughs> the M41A pulse rifle from Aliens. Yes. Uh, firing a 10 millimeter explosive tip caseless round. Standard light armor piercing. And featuring the over under pump action 30 millimeter grenade launcher. Because again, get you a gun that can do both. Yes. Uh, 99 round uh, uh, removable box magazine, four round uh, grenade uh, tube magazine for the underslung grenade. Look, it's 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 the the stuff of movie gun legend. Okay. Yes. There's a lot of cool movie guns out there, <clears throat> but for me personally, this is the first movie gun that I ever fell in love with. There's a lot of cool ones out there. Don't get me wrong. And it's, it's, it's the gun that taught me how movie guns are made where you take a real gun and you slap some stuff on it and put a shroud over it and make it look fancy. Uh, so yeah, this thing doesn't really exist, but it does in my imagination. And more importantly, it does in the Oasis An electronic pulse, <laughs> uh, rotating barrel weapon, not not rotating cylinder weapon, that fires explosive tipped caseless ammunition. Yeah, yeah, that can exist in the Oasis with a 99 round drum or uh, box magazine. Sure, that can exist in the Oasis. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the on the every time, uh, good friend of the show, Koran, other Chris, also Chris. Uh, every once in a while, has you know, we'll throw out random questions just to get conversations started, and he'll always say, "Okay, if you could own any movie prop, what would it be?" And one of my top answers is always, and I don't even know if it still exists, but I know for the production of Aliens, at least one 
fully functional pulse rifle was built. And by that, I mean somebody took a 12-gauge pump-action shotgun and attached it to a Thompson submachine gun with the cool (laughs) shroud over it. I'm not saying the pulse rifle exists, but there was a fully functional live-firing version of that weapon built. Well, I'm pretty sure it's live-fire. Maybe I'm playing fire only. I don't know. Um, I have no idea if that still exists. It may have been taken back apart and each one put back together uh, because it was it was it was created by a, an armorer for movies, so they rent things out to other people. It may not exist anymore. I don't know, but dude, how awesome would that be? It would be great. But yeah, so that's that is that is my pick for. Uh, and by the way, my backup because because I had a feeling I had a feeling the ZF one was going to get claimed, uh, and that's fine. Uh, I am perfectly happy with my M forty one Apples rifle. And. And I will say it was almost my choice for my secondary. <laughs> I think my secondary might throw you for a loop, Jay. Probably. Um, it was almost my choice for my secondary. Uh, but for my secondary weapon, I needed something that I could fire at range, maybe put mm-hmm. a scope on it if I needed to. Ooh. I needed something that I could handle the recoil. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that, again, my gun needs a gun. So I need something that I could maybe put a scope on, something that I can handle the recoil. And, I mean, what what better design for handling recoil on a, an assault rifle than a bullpup design, right? So if you're not familiar with a bullpup design, bullpup means the, cl- uh, the magazine. Scott would kill me if I said click. Yes, he would. <laughs> the magazine is put in the like towards the butt of the rifle mm-hmm. and the handle and trigger the grip and the trigger are in the middle basically um yeah what are you gonna so it's yeah the magazine's behind the receiver i think yeah 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 uh and uh i, I wanted something you know that had a gun on the gun mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so jay I, yeah jay are you doing? Are you doing your part? I'm doing my part. It's I would like fully, to know more. It's a fully automatic Merida, uh, <laughs> the Merida Mark One rifle from Starship Troopers, uh, specifically not the NCO or officer version, mm-hmm. uh, not the air, not the uh, fleet version, mm-hmm. but the the MI mobile infantry version that comes with the shotgun on on the underneath did did you want the big scope too isn't that the different version of the merida yeah the merida yeah that's a that's um uh what's his name's i can't think of his name um his doesn't weapon. matter yeah yeah um, is that because so well, you said you wanted distance i i was was that the version you wanted well i mean I or was just, just, like, just just the standard mi merida the the standard one that i could then potentially put a scope on if i needed. oh okay okay because I feel like it could have that distance and range if I, gotcha. if I needed it to. So that's my backup weapon, my secondary. Because uh, you know, if I ever run out of ammo or weapon types with the ZF1, I can always just pull out the Merida and do some damage. Because you know, if it's good enough for an arachnid to take take down an arachnid, I think I can do some damage with it. Nice. Uh, plus also it gives me the capability to, cause of the bullpup design, I feel like it's easier to control. It is a long weapon. So maybe the Very. NCO version would be better for like 
CQB type situations, but I figure if I just hip fire the shotgun, I'm good if I get in a building somewhere. Okay. So. But that's my, yeah, my choice for my secondary. That is a fun gun, man. That, uh, let me tell you, like if we're ranking cool movie guns, which I'm pretty sure we've done an episode of in the past. Probably. Like it, the two of us together, I'm sure we've done it in the past. Um, if not, we'll have to do it again. <laughs> or it's been so long we forgot we can do it again. Um, but that is definitely like, that is such a cool looking gun, man. I'm pretty sure we've covered three of the top ten already. Probably. <laughs> you're, 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 you're not wrong. Um, yeah, yeah. the only, and granted, I think it's part of kind of the the aesthetic of that movie is that it is such a long, seemingly unwieldy weapon. Yeah. Um, but just looks so damn cool. And it makes you wonder whether the, the shotgun is clearly much more effective at taking down arachnids. Why don't we use that a lot more often? <laughs> Why don't you just use the shotgun all the yeah. time? We, we see like, you know, six to 12 troopers swarming one arachnid firing uh, in, in either burst or full auto with the, the main weapon. Uh, just to take down one bug, and then Johnny Rico takes down like three in like twenty seconds. With I don't even know how I I have not watched that scene to count, but he fires off a shit ton of shotgun rounds. Uh, yeah, it may, kind of makes you wonder. Hey, why don't we just start using with that from now on? <laughs> we are going in with the first wave, and we're taking shotguns, <laughs> full auto A twelves, <laughs> drum magazines. Jesus. Uh, yep. <laughs> Bug decimation. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, it's interesting, Jay, that you went that direction because I went the complete opposite. Oh. Uh, which is good because that means you can reach out and touch somebody. So for my secondary weapon, I was like, okay, my, my first, my primary is the pulse rifle. I've got a, a um, assault rifle with a grenade launcher. Covers a wide range of things I can take out with that. But Again, Jay was thinking reaching out and touch somebody. I was thinking the opposite. I was thinking, what if things get really hairy and you've got to go close range, hand to hand? Oh, you like to keep this handy for close encounters? I do, but also I don't. Because uh, I chose a weapon that never needs to be reloaded. Although it does have very limited range. Is it a lightsaber? About three feet. Uh, It's a fucking lightsaber. (laughs) You're goddamn right. It's a fucking lightsaber. (laughs) But it might not be the one you're thinking of. Okay. All right. Um, But yeah. Okay. If we're ranking cool movie weapons, lightsabers have to be on the list because they're fucking awesome. And everyone keeps ripping them off. They're just so damn cool. Uh, that being said, of yeah, it's me. Of course, I'm. My name is Obi John. Of course, I'm gonna have a lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, because again, they never had to be reloaded. They can cut through just about anything. Uh, they they they'd be great for killing xenomorphs because they cauterize wounds. Once you, I could I could hack and slash xenomorphs all day and not worry about acid blood. I'd have to worry about the double jaw on the tail and whatnot. But other than that, it'd be fine. Um, <laughs> now, obviously, I don't have the force, so I'm not going to be doing cool. 360 degree saber tosses and stuff like that so i went a little more on the okay if it's me hacking and slashing with a lightsaber let's let's think safety sake jay i need a cross guard on this saber and if we're going to talk cross guard sabers here's the first on my list of things where i'm gonna get really nerdy with you I want Stellan Geos's lightsaber from Star Wars The High Republic. And if you're okay. saying, John, who the hell is that? 
Yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm getting ready to Google right now. Okay. Google Stellan. it. Google. Yeah, Stellan Geos, G-I-O-S, lightsaber. When designing this weapon, uh, the people behind the High Republic said they essentially wanted to make Excalibur of lightsabers. And that's oh. what this weapon is. It is extremely oh. elegant. Uh, bright, shiny blue blade, because that's where your default Jedi colors. Lots of uh, gold accents and silver with a big black handle. Uh, very elegant. Selengeos is one of the, at, at this time in, in Star Wars mythology, one of the most renowned lightsaber fighters uh, in, in the universe. But what makes his lightsaber really cool is the cross guard. And I know a lot of you are thinking, oh, excuse me, um, like Kylo Ren. No, Kylo Ren was a rank amateur, my friends. Stellangios perfected the cross guard. His cross guard has a physical cross guard that is spring-loaded. Those little gold arms, if you're looking at the lightsaber, that kind of shoot out. Kind of looks like a PKE meter a little bit, which is also maybe why I love it so much. Uh, those are spring-loaded. When he pulls the lightsaber and activates it, those arms pop out. Uh, so he can retract them, and he had that cool, slim lightsaber to put it away. But when they pop out, between the body of the main saber and those arms, it, it looks kind of like a lowercase y. It has the energy blade portion. So your hand, when holding the lightsaber, will never come in contact with the energy portion of the cross guard. Yet, it has the full energy cross guard. Have I explained the cross guard enough? Oh, yeah. I'm looking at a picture of it. It's, yeah. Yeah. Tell if me you, that's not beautiful. If if you're listening to the show right now and you don't know what it is, pause the show. Stellan Geos. S-T-E-L-L-A-N-G-I-O-S. Stellan Geos. Lightsaber. Look it up. Uh, it's badass. I am not shocked at all, John, that you picked a lightsaber. <laughs> but this is... This is yeah. badass. Like, yeah. I just imagine me and you fighting next to each other, and you're like, oh, shit, my pulse rifle's out of ammo. Like, what the fuck, John? They're two awesome uh, missiles. I'm switching to guns. <laughs> I love it. Not a gun, hey, John. Have, Shut up, Jay. They have some for sale. Yeah, they run four to $600. Yep. Yeah. Believe me, I've looked. I have held one in my hand. And then handed this, it back to the nice man and said, please take this away before I break it. This is badass. Yeah, yeah, they are. That uh, is... the, o- the only downside is I don't know if they make replicas yet where the cross guard sections light up. I, 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 there may be one out there. Um, but you, you have to, there's not an officially licensed one made yet. So you have to buy them from one of the third party unofficial saber vendors, which they do very good work. Don't get me wrong. There's, a lot of those companies do top notch work. But they're also very expensive. So that is a solid choice, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. And again, I'm not shocked, but goddamn. <laughs> uh, it's me. Come on. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. Thank you. Okay. So, Jay. Yeah. Your sidearm, buddy. Okay. This one might throw you for a loop. Okay. Okay. Okay, you know me. You're thinking, Mm -hmm. oh, God, it's going to be like Dirty Harry's 
357 Magnum or like RoboCop's gun or some or oh, like the Auto 9 or the Lawgiver from Judge Dredd. Ooh, Dread, right? ooh. Okay. now I'm mad. I didn't think of that one. Now, now I'm really gonna throw you for a loop. Okay, I want something that as a backup is gonna be OP as hell. Probably unfair for me to have in my arsenal. But it's not and, the lawgiver. <laughs> and when I pull it out, nope, it's not the lawgiver. Okay, okay. Out, people run for fear of how OP this weapon really is. Okay. And that, my friend, is the M6D pistol from the OG Halo. Uh, the OG Halo pistol. Oh, right. Jay. <laughs> so one person slow clap because that is a fantastic choice it's the one pistol that pissed off more gamers than anybody than anything <laughs> on the face of the planet it's so counterintuitive but it's so much fun it's like it's like oh oh i got a pistol and you're like playing online against somebody and you're like what so you got a pistol why am i dead Yes, the it's OG OP and has like a two X zoom. Yep. Yes. So that is my choice for my sidearm, the OG Halo pistol. Because if it's not bad enough that I have the ZF one, if it's not bad enough that I have a fully automatic Merida Mark One with a shotgun, I'm gonna pull out this pistol as a last ditch effort, <laughs> and everybody in the Oasis is gonna go, "Son of a bitch!" Oh yeah, love that. Boot, you know, just like. So, I I thought first about off, that. that's that's the first video game weapon on this list too. So props on that, Jay. Yeah, it's. I was just thinking. I was like, man, no. what is a badass sidearm? And the lawgiver did pop into my head, dude. Yeah, deservedly so. But I was like, God, the Halo pistol. How badass would it be if you're just in like if the if the Oasis actually existed? And to me, that would be like a legendary weapon. Like if we're gonna, you know, dip into like the mm-hmm. Diablo idea of legendary, mm-hmm. it's like ancient legendary, and you just pull it out and it's like, oh, and everybody's like, son of a bitch, where did you get that? <laughs> you know, Jay, <laughs> uh, they're getting away. Hold on, let me snipe them. Pull out your pistol. <laughs> let me get my pistol. Ah, uh, dude, yeah. Uh, again. <laughs> if there's a list of, of video game weapons, that's for, to me, that's right there with the BFG. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, just storied, hallowed grounds of programming idiosyncrasies. Let's make the pistol the best gun. Why? Just because it'll fuck with people. <laughs> I picked up and a then, pistol. He did what? And then the, the the fact that like this may not be the truth, but in my mind, this will always be canon. In Halo Two, they invented the battle rifle just to be a stopgap between the nerfed pistol and the full-on assault rifle. Yeah, They're like we're gonna nerf the pistol, and people are gonna be p- pissed about you nerfing the pistol. Okay, well, fine. Then we'll we'll make an in-between step. We'll make the the battle rifle, <coughs> and it'll zoom and have a burst shot. But we, we got to fix that pistol. <laughs> <laughs> This person had 87 kills. Would they use a pistol? pistol? What? On Blood Gulch? What? <laughs> yep. Yep. They had to invent a whole new class of weapon in the second game just to just to fix that. 
guys, I picked up a sniper rifle. I can shoot across the screen. How am I dead? I got the only sniper rifle. They, they have a pistol. You can get a pistol. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Solid choice, it's, buddy. It's the, it's the equivalent of the golden gun from GoldenEye. I'm glad you said that because I was just going to throw out an honorable mention. Oh, nice. Before I give my actual pick, yes, because I was thinking of, of okay, sidearm. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go with a gun on this one, um, and and specifically a pistol because that's what a sidearm is. Uh, and I was trying to think of, I was trying to cast, get my mind out of just movies and like, okay, what else? And and the first video game gun pistol that popped into my head is like, oh, dude, the golden gun from Goldeneye. Yeah, because yeah, you could put the gold PPK on there, sure, but I think the golden gun is is a better. It was. If you've never played Goldeneye from Nintendo 64, first of all, you're too young. We can't be friends. Uh, secondly, you know exactly what I'm talking about if you do know what I'm talking about. Because yes. that gun in that game killed everybody with one shot. Yep. No matter what mode you were on, one shot, one kill, golden gun. Um, so honorable mention has to go to that. But it is not what I picked. Okay. I went even more obscure. You may not have even heard of this because this is straight out of Marvel Comics. And even though the property it's from has been adapted to three very successful MCU movies, this particular weapon has yet to appear in any of those films. I am talking about, from Guardians of the Galaxy, Star-Lord's Element Gun. Not his quad laser or blaster that he has that he dual wields in the movies. Not talking about those. Although I do love those. They're up on my wall right now. I love those guns. They're cool. But the element gun is straight from the comic books. It goes back to OG 70s Star-Lord. It's awesome. Now you're probably thinking, John, what the hell is the element gun? I'm glad you asked. It's an heirloom of the planet that in the comics, Star-Lord Sorry, Peter Quill comes from. Uh, Spartax, I believe, is the name of the planet. The reason in the comics that Star-Lord is called Star-Lord is because he is a prince. He is next in line to the throne of the kingdom of Spartax. Um, And only people with royal DNA can use this gun. So it's bequeathed to him by his father. And as his title would, would invoke, it can conjure elemental energy and fire all forms of elements, including air, water, fire, earth, and lightning. It can also combine multiple elements and then project them. Uh, It can absorb energy around it to repower itself and, if need be, learn new elements to use. If you're on an alien planet and they have some weird new element like plasma, you can absorb that and now the gun can fire that. It did, at one point, in canon, when Star-Lord was in a pitched fight with uh, some gods, some literal Olympian gods. It was able to draw energy from those gods and become slightly sentient uh, uh, and and never needed to be repowered again because it absorbed the energy of a god. (laughs) It's one of those things that's like a really cool visual element of, of, again, Star-Lord's gun being able to fire elements. Uh, And it's one of those things where... James Gunn, after the first movie, said, hey, look, I didn't put the element gun in because we had enough crazy, kooky sci-fi concepts to introduce to an audience already. 
I didn't want to throw this one in there too. But three movies in, still no element gun. That saddens me. Um, because man, this thing is OP and awesome in the comics. So Does again, I want like a... good. Does it have like a little sun on the side of it? Yes, and that is the indicator of what element you're currently set for. Ah, so that, okay. that symbol right. and color can change depending on what element you've got it set for. I think that's unfair. <laughs> How is it unfair? I don't know. Because <laughs> you didn't think of it? I didn't even know it existed. Exactly, <laughs> and you're welcome. Oh, man. This yeah, has the this can come... that. I'm gonna shoot flaming rocks at this guy. Yep. <laughs> Not enough. Okay, fine. Let me switch to lightning. I'm gonna imbue this rock with lightning and fire. It's yep. a flaming lightning bullet. You're Good welcome. Lord. It's a lightning firestorm. I'm firing right at you. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that 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 would be something I actually would have as a sidearm. Not gonna lie. Oh, you can do whatever you want with it? Okay. It's pretty damn awesome. That's uh, awesome. That's an awesome pick, man. Thank you. And this <laughs> concludes uh, my, my session of why you should read the comics with Obi-John. Oh, Jesus. I have a gun that just shoots elements. Oh. Yep. Here I am thinking that I really, like, I did something special by picking the OG Halo gun. <laughs> and then you're like, nah, element pistol. Dude, Son hey. Bitch. Yours was a great pick. Seriously. Oh, God. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so I'm just visualizing Obi-John and I fighting together in the Oasis. Me just burdened with all these heavy, like, equipment-like things. You know, loaded with grenades. Like, a couple of bandoliers filled with ammo and shit. And then you just stroll up with your pulse rifle a lightsaber on your hilt and this element gun in a holster. And you're just like, I got this, Jay. Don't worry. I'll take out this entire army of a thousand people. Let me just fire some lightning while wielding my lightsaber. <laughs> Here I am with my ZF-1 just launching bullets on replay, you know, shooting rockets. Yeah, I pull out the, the Jay, Marita. Jay, quick, use your net. You know, pull out the Marita and get some long shots off, and you're just like, bam, tornado. Shut up. <laughs> yes, with this gun, I could, in fact, weaponize a Sharknado. Oh, fuck. Provided there's sharks in a water, body of water on wherever we are. <laughs> you, you could have a flaming lightning Sharknado. Yeah, a firestorm NATO. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not sure exactly how many elements can be combined at once. I don't know if there's a limit on that. You know, it's it's the Oasis, John. It combine all the elements. Okay. Okay. I was trying to put limits on it, so it wasn't stupid OP, but no, that is the well, and the the original gun did it had to recharge itself. Um, so it couldn't fire just ad nauseum like you know all day long, which is where the whole like God thing came from, which is they, they, that's since been written out. And, and, and I mean, and honestly, the whole element guns kind of been written out um, in in the comics. Gotcha. Because they they keep putting it more in line with the the movies. Uh, but I think in one of the cartoons, he he wields a gun that looks like his quad blasters, but it's an element gun. Um, so, so but there you go. See. 
if we're throwing out things that were not included that honorable mention surprised, surprised we didn't include mm-hmm. uh the mm-hmm. auto nine from robocop mm-hmm. great pick the lawgiver amazing pick both versions of the the lawgiver um i did for a second consider this but then I also thought to myself, okay, but I would also need to know a lot more information. Uh, the Elder Wand from Harry Potter. <laughs> but I would need to know a lot of spells to to be able Solid to Solid pick. Um, I did consider it, but I was like, man, I don't I don't think I'd know enough to actually You could learn enough. I could learn. I could learn. Um, that's, a, that's a good pick. Right? Uh yeah, that oh, there's a lot of stuff out there that you could pick from. I just yeah, picked dude. things that were me, like my mm-hmm. style. Like mm-hmm. Elder Wand, yeah, that'd be cool. But it's not my style. <laughs> you know, not my multiplayer style. Oh. Yeah, and on that same note, lots of cool melee weapons I could have picked. You know, Mjolnir, Sword of yeah. Omens. I was going to say, uh, Mjolnir surprises me that you didn't Well, and then here's the thing. Like, so look, uh, Mjolnir is awesome. But the cool part about Mjolnir is if you're worthy, you can wield it, you get the power of Thor. And I don't, I didn't want to pick a thing that was, oh, I just want to be Thor. Yeah. That's like, fair. you know, that is. So like, you know, the the Sword of Omens, Sight Beyond Sight, the, the power sword from He-Man. Um it's cool, but like I, I didn't want to pick a thing. Oh, I want to pick that because I want to be human. Like that, that feels Ooh. like cheating. So, you know what is surprising that neither of us like. Maybe we should have added a bladed category. <laughs> What's that, Jay? Uh, because then blade sword could have been a choice. Sword of the Daywalker, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, if we're just picking sword, the 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 um. Power Sword from Power Rangers. Yeah, uh, cool pick. The the Wonder Woman's God Slayer. Uh, oh, what the hell is the the one? I haven't read it, but you have, and I I keep trying to find copies of it. But Berserk, his sword. <laughs> the Demon Slayer. Because you just like you just. That's no, right. Sorry, Dragon, the Dragon Slayer. You just like whirly dervishing, like whirlwind, <laughs> like Diablo three barbarian through enemies with and that, that is. Sword. That is such an oasis thing because there's no way that exists in, the, in re, any reality. Right. That only exists in a manga, in a cartoon, or in the oasis. Oh, oh a vibroblade. Yeah, there you go. You know? Yeah. Stormbreaker. So. I'm just looking around my room now. Glamdring, Narsil, Longclaw, Andril, Gimli's Axe. Like, the, we could be here all day just listing cool weapons. But yeah. if I was going to pick a melee weapon, I was like, okay, John, you're going to get one melee weapon. And it can be any kind of melee weapon. It just has to be melee. You got to go lightsaber. Right. That's fair. It so, covers all categories. Yeah. If I had to pick a melee weapon, if I was forced to pick a melee weapon. <laughs> If you're forced to add a category, because now you want to talk melee weapons. If I was forced to, <laughs> it would be Ash's Chainsaw from Evil Dead. Ooh. Just, I mean, but with my hand still. Right, you know? right, 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 right. But just one hand wielding a chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway. All right, so. Yes. Weapons are covered. Weapons are covered. We are locked and loaded. How are we getting there? Okay, so if I'm on the ground, so again, we split this into categories. We have ground, Mm -hmm. 
We have air slash space and then a mech. Mm -hmm. And I'm saving mech for last for a certain reason. But land. Okay. Now, now John. Yes. Please don't tar and feather me, string me up in the courtyard, you know, put me in shackles for this comment. No promises. Okay. But I picked the most me vehicle I could come up with. I need something that's all terrain. I need something that's loaded with weapons. I also want something that's kind of stealthy and just looks pretty badass in my own opinion. Um, So I picked the Tumblr from the Christopher Nolan Batman series. So disappointed in you, Jay. Okay, I all right, all right. I knew that this would be a, a point of contention. Okay, but honestly, go ahead, go ahead. Honest in your honest opinion mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. all the Batman vehicles that are out there, mm-hmm. which is the most J? Oh, we'll get to that. Uh, but go ahead and tell me about why you picked the tumbler. Okay, I picked the Tumblr because I mean it's it's big, it's angry, it's mean, it's loaded with weapons, it is kind of stealthy. Um, I personally like the way it looks. Uh, it I sure mean, it is stealthy for a tank. It hides like he hides in traffic. At he sure does turn his headlights off. He did turn his headlights. Okay, <laughs> good, good. I'm done making fun of the Tumblr for now. It's it's okay. I understand. I know your hatred towards it, but. Like, I was thinking I wanted a Mad Max-esque vehicle, but also with weapons. And so the only thing I could come up with was the Tumblr. Okay. Because I didn't want to be like, oh, I want the giant Cadillac-looking thing from Mad Max Fury Road, but, like, put weapons on it. So, tell us about the capabilities of the Tumblr, sir. It's got missiles. It's got rockets. It has machine guns on it. Um, it can do rampless jumps, which is awesome. Um, I think that's it, honestly. Yeah, it's got cannons in the front. I don't think it has missiles or rockets. Well, you don't got, see them used. It's got bombs that it can put out, but I'm I'm pretty sure it doesn't have rockets or missiles. I think that it, the... it could. Okay, <laughs> it could. Sure. sure, it does have a really cool escape mode, though. I'll give you that the the bat pod yeah right. a little exposed but it's pretty cool it's pretty cool okay all right so tell me why i'm wrong and what the right vehicle is to hey there's no right or wrong answer this is your loadout and i will say this as much as i hate the tumbler it is a car that was built from scratch uh, and it does exist in real life, and it can do some of the things it's seen doing on uh, in the movie. So props for that, because that's that's pretty cool. My only problem with the Tumblr is it's, it's the Tumblr. It's not the Batmobile. It's the Tumblr. That's fair. Um, well, Jay. Yeah. Once again, we are cut from the same cloth, sir. Because you said land vehicle, and as much as I racked my brain to try to come up with something creative and outside the box and different, it's a land vehicle. You're not going to top the Batmobile. 
The 89 Batmobile? Of course, the 89 Batmobile. The Batmobile that perfected Batmobiles. The Batmobile that in form, function, and style, you look at and go, what the hell is that? And someone says, oh, that's the Batmobile. You go, oh, of course it is. What else could it be? That's the Batmobile. Admittedly, admittedly, we'll dock some points because the car in real life can't do most of what it does in the movie. But guess what? We're not in real life. We're in the Oasis. That's fair. And in the Oasis, the 89 Tim Burton Batmobile, which is my favorite Batmobile of all time. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, uh, okay. Can accelerate from zero to 60 in 3.7 seconds. Has a maximum speed of 530 kilometers per hour with booster. Uh, has a jet turbine engine, a two seat cockpit that features aircraft like instrument and a passenger side monitor, self diagnostic system, CD recorder. <laughs> it was 89, okay? That was advanced. Uh, voice command and recognition system. Armament, it has side-mounted grappling hook launchers, a disc projectile and bomb dispenser, side chassis-mounted shin breakers, central foot underneath the vehicle that's capable of lifting it and rotating 180 degrees, basically a built-in turntable, Um, armor-plated body with additional cocoon is what they call it, but uh, no, those are called the shields, uh, which are also voice-activated. Uh, rear oil slick dispenser, smoke emitters, two forward-mounted Browning 1919-30 caliber machine guns, because Burton, uh, the exhaust afterburner, and admittedly not as cool as the Bat Pod, but it does have the emergency Bat Missile mode for quick escapes. So there you go. Battle of the Batmobiles. <laughs> you know, I didn't... I. I chose not to pick the OG Batmobile because I knew you wanted it. So okay. I, that's that why I very picked nice the Tumblr. That was very nice of you, Jay. But again, uh, you want to do some honorable shout outs? Uh, Kit. Oh, yeah, Kit. Um, the uh, one that. Go ahead. Go ahead. The one I almost, it's literally on my list, but only because, like, this was neck and neck with the 89 Batmobile and 89 won out just because of style, uh, which is not to say that this car does not have style. This car is maybe just as iconic as that 89 Burton Batmobile. And again, a land vehicle, you want it full of gadgets and cool weapons. And if you're not going to go with the Batmobile, what's the one thing, franchise, whatever, that gives you cool gadget-riddled cars? James Bond. Yeah, and what's the coolest gadget-riddled James Bond car? The yeah, Aston Martin DB5. DB5. Fucking right. Uh, the A-Team van. A-Team van. Now, that's fun and practical, but doesn't have <laughs> built-in weapons or gadgets. Yeah, but still, I mean, you're going to roll up and you yeah. have a fucking lightsaber, John. We can I drive know. in the A-Team van. It's yeah, fun. but I'm tired. I want to give my lightsaber a rest. I want my vehicle to have weapons, too. Uh, Frankenstein's monster from Death Race. Oh, 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 oh. okay, okay. <laughs> that took me a second. Got yeah. It. Um, which death race? The original? Yeah, the original. The Jason Statham one? Okay. Yeah. Yep. With the twin uh, miniguns on the yeah. hood. Uh, the urban assault vehicle. <sighs> From Stripes? Yes. <laughs> yes. What we have here is one 
heavily armored recreational vehicle. Oh, uh, is it the EM40? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I almost put that on here. I really did. I could. Jay, you would have brought the house down with that, dude. <laughs> it not looks only, like an RV. <laughs> not only is that thing fully loaded, you could fit a family of four. Uh, yes. Obviously the DeLorean, but that was in um, the movie. A version right? of it. Yeah. Yep. Ah, yes. Solid choices. I like your choice. Um, I still argue that my choice is the most J choice of Batmobile. The most J choice would be the Batmobile from the comic book Dark Knight Returns, which is just a literal tank. Oh, yeah. Uh, Or a happy compromise. Uh, Honestly, my... my, uh, Almost second favorite Batmobile, except for one feature, um, is the we don't see a lot of it, uh, but the the Ben Affleck Batmobile from Batman v Superman and Justice League. Yeah. The only thing I dislike about it is it has those machine guns permanently mounted on the hood, which takes away from what's otherwise a fairly sleek and angular design. Because I feel like other than those machine guns permanently mounted, like. Ooh, if they were retractable, like on the Burton Mobile. I feel like the Ben Affleck Batmobile is a perfect blending of the Tumbler and the '89. I really uh, do enjoy that that Batmobile. And you know, John, I did consider this for a minute, but since I'd never seen the movie, I didn't decide. I decided not to put it on my list. Uh, the tank from Tank Girl. <laughs> we're gonna get drunk and watch that. <laughs> Because like if I'm rolling up somewhere, like if I'm rolling up in the Oasis, you know it's probably going to be in an actual tank. (sighs) Yeah, right. I mean, (laughs) and if it's that tank, you could be grilling some weenies while it drives itself. Exactly. All right, Jay. Let's move on to what I know has got to be because I know you. You probably are on. My answer is we are on air slash space. Yeah. So you got to ask yourself, mm-hmm. what is the most J space vehicle that could potentially exist in the Oasis? And my answer is simple. The Kuat Systems Fire Spray Model 31, uh-huh. a.k.a. Slave 1. Jay, it's the Fire Spray Gunship. It is slave one. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. it is armed to the teeth. Yep. It has secret weapons. Its secret weapons have secret weapons. Uh, it can like evade detection. I mean, think about and like I'm thinking of everything in canon. Boba Fett follows the Millennium Falcon to Cloud City and doesn't get detected. In the Mandalorian, it flies up to an Imperial, uh, not Star Destroyer, an Imperial cruiser, and does not get detected. Like, this thing is stealthy. It can sneak around. It's got shields. It's got a hyperdrive. You see it operate in both space and in atmosphere because in, and as bad as it was, Book of Boba Fett, we see him flying it around on Tatooine just blowing shit up. 
So that's going down the skiff gang. Yes. And and it shocked absolutely no one that that was my pick. I thought you were going to say Millennium Falcon. And then as soon as you said Slave, I was like, oh, yeah, no, that makes more sense. Yep. Yes. That's definitely more J. Yeah. Like, what's the most me space traveling vehicle? Probably Slave 1. It's got the cannons you can see. It's got the sonic disruptor bombs in the back. It's got the uh, um, uh, torpedo launchers that are hidden inside the chassis. Yeah, it's, it's got uh, that high. It's got that high rate of fire, like mm-hmm. secret cannon, where it's not the the ones on the tail, like the bottom that you can see. It's the one he uses against Obi Wan in the uh, the Geonosian asteroid mm-hmm. belt. Mm-hmm. That one. like high rate of fire, you know. Um, yeah, the concussion, the, what are the, the sonic charges, seismic charges? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's going to mess with me in that thing. You just, just, everybody just calm down. It's, it's okay. <laughs> and again, room for a family of four. Yeah. So room for a fire team of four to six. Room uh, for my buddy who has a lightsaber as a secondary weapon. And an element cannon, mm-hmm. and we'll just, you know what, we'll just like, we'll we'll bring the the Batmobile, we'll slide it in sideways, we can airdrop it, it'll be fine. Yeah. So right, Jay. Hey, look, look, I appreciate that, Jay, but I got my own ride, okay, buddy. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, and again, I wanted to go obscure. I didn't want to pick the obvious choice. Um, First of all, I wasn't sure if the Colonial Marine dropship could actually fly and pilot in space. So we we didn't go with that. But honorable mention, uh, any ship that has that many freaking missiles on it, yes. it's an honorable mention. Um, but I went with, it's also a starfighter. Some might even call it the last starfighter. Oh. Uh, I went with the Gunstar 1 from the last starfighter. Uh, if you've never seen that movie, we talked about it on the show a lot. It's a wonderful hidden gem from the 80s. It's the most Steven Spielberg movie Steven Spielberg had nothing to do with. Uh, uh, it's had a huge influence on the uh, the actual author of Ready Player One because it inspired his second novel, Armada. Kid growing up in the trailer park finds out his favorite arcade video game is not just an arcade video game. It is a recruiting tool for the Star League uh, who are in fighting a giant war up in the stars, <clears throat> a star war, if you will. Uh, and it's how they recruit uh, new pilots and new gunners to come uh, protect the frontier from the evil code and Armada. Um, Armada, see, it's right the name. Anyway, um, so great movie. Go check it out, seriously. But the the titular star fighter in the movie is called the Gunstar. The particular one our hero pilots is, is named Gunstar 1. Because at this point in the story, spoiler, it's the only one left. Uh, the rest of the fleet's been decimated. Uh, but it's the primary fighter of the Star League. It's capable of short and long-range space flight, operated by one pilot, one gunner. And I'm saying, John, there's only one of you. And I, I know. Hold on. I have a response for that. Uh, it's armed with laser cannons, photon bolts, and particle beams. Has advanced sensors, a multi-directional thruster, and this particular model is equipped with an experimental weapon known as Death Blossom. 
John, what is Death Blossom? I'm glad you asked, random stranger. Death Blossom is the weapon of last resort. (laughs) It sends the ship into a rapid fire spin and fires a full barrage from all weapons in an omnidirectional pattern. It is the ultimate AoE attack in space. Yes. One downside, it does tend to drain your ship of most of its power. Uh, so, you know, again, last resort. But yes, I went with the Gunstar 1. So, John, how are you going to fly and shoot at the same time? That's really tricky, Jay. You know, I'm not much of a pilot. I'm more in the shoot stuff category. So I guess I'd need a companion to come be my pilot. Okay. If only I could think of a fictional character to have an AI of to fly my ship. Somebody with really, really good stick handling and extrasensory uh, perception. Someone who could uh, do something really cool with starfighters. If only I had some kind of Luke Skywalker to be my pilot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> His dad's or, you a know, better pilot. Or my buddy Jay. It's whatever. Yeah, but his dad's a lot. His dad's a lot more whiny. So that's true. Sand. You got sand in the in the gun star. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. I had to sweep for hours to clean it out. Um, I love that choice, and let me tell you why I love that choice. Because one, a lot of people wouldn't think of it, and two, it is an awesome flying machine. I, I, I definitely. I'll be your wingman anytime. Like, I don't want to fight the Slave 1 in this thing, but if I had to. I said I'll be Good, because I don't want to fight the Slave 1. Um, but yeah, again, I wanted to go with uh, something a little off the beaten path. And it's it, like if you've never seen the movie, it's a great movie. And if we're talking cool spaceships and cool fighters in space, this has to be on the list. It's awesome. And that's, that's part of the reason that I picked the Slave 1 over the Millennium Falcon is I don't mm-hmm. Co-pilot for the slave one. Very true. Very true. Shout outs, honorable mentions. Uh the rapier from uh Wing Commander. Uh Gauntlet uh fighter, the fighter slash sort of troop carrier used by the Mandalorians from Star Wars. That was very oh, almost on this yes. list. Yeah. The the smaller version, not the big one that um Bo Katan flies, but the yeah, that's the gauntlet. That's the actual, yeah, that's, oh, the, that's gauntlet. the actual okay, yeah. yeah, yep. yeah. Those ones are awesome. Yep. Um, what? I almost put down the. Oh yeah, sorry. I almost put down Serenity from Firefly, but it has no weapons. Yeah, that's a bummer. Oh, so many choices. Yeah. You could be clever about your next pick, Mm -hmm. and that would have covered both this pick and the next one oh we'll get to that oh i'm sure we will what is our next category jay my ah the next category is my personal favorite mech so a giant mechanical suit and i'm i'm almost positive that we did a com we had a a show about just mechs maybe pretty sure we did too um but i like this because it is open to a lot of choices Lots and lots of choices. And again, nobody on the planet will be shocked by my choice. Okay. Not one single person. 
So you might be asking, all right, fine, get to it. What did you pick? I picked the XXXG-01H2, commonly referred to as Gundam 03, or, as we all know it, Heavy Arms. Specifically, Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> You said pick a mech, and you didn't go with Gypsy Danger? Right? Well, you need that whole co-pilot thing. Who are you? Oh, come on, John. What have you done with Jay? (laughs) No, no, no. Keep going. Okay. A.K.A. Heavy Arms, specifically from Endless Waltz. So, what is so special? Why would I pick this particular (laughs) Gundam? (laughs) Well... Heavy Arms from Endless Waltz is a, uh, I guess you could call it a mod. It's an update. It's an upgrade from, so first of all, the original Gundam 03 Heavy Arms got upgraded, and then that one got upgraded. So this is the third upgrade version of Heavy Arms. It is equipped with not one, but two dual beam gatling cannons so they don't so quad beam gatling cannons they don't fire projectiles they fire beams of energy in gatling gun form so you have four of these bad boys it's got rocket pods on the shoulders it's got rocket pods on the legs it's got rocket pods i think it actually has double the amount of rocket pods on the shoulders for endless waltz it has Gatling guns in its chest. Uh, it has Vulcan cannons in its head that really don't do much, but they're still there. And if shit really hits the fan, it has a knife that just comes out from its wrist. <laughs> like, it just swaps hands, and now it's a knife. Uh, yeah, heavy arms. The thing's badass. I want you guys, if you're listening and you don't know what heavy arms is, what I want you to look up is what I said, all those letters. The XXXG-01H2 Gundam 03, a.k.a. heavy arms. Gundam Wing Endless Waltz Heavy Arms. Yes. And you're going to go, Jesus Christ, do you really need all those guns? Yes, you do. Yeah. You do. You do. You just do. Listen, what you need to know about the doc here is that when it comes to firepower, the man lives by the credo of of one Bert Gummer, which is when you need it and don't have it, you sing a whole different tune. Yeah. There, there is no such thing as too much no. for me. Overkill is underrated. Yep, it is over. There, there's no such thing as overkill for me. If my guns can have guns on the guns, yep, we're good. Uh, Jay, there's a theme to this show. Yeah, and it is we are sixty percent the same person. <laughs> right. Uh, we, we both want that ZF one. We both like Batmobiles. <laughs> Uh, and we both went for Gundams when it came to mechs. Uh, and this should come to absolutely no surprise to you at all. Um, first, like Evan with the whole list, throw out one honorable mention. This was up until like two hours ago, this was my pick. 
uh, and then I had to go with another one. My original pick was the Dino Megazord from Power Rangers. Ah. Which was, as a child, my first mech. Um, it's a combiner. It's got the power sword. It's got the uh, the Mastodon shield. It's got laser in its head. Super awesome. It's great. It's cool. I love it. But as cool as that is, uh, look, third grade John loved him some Dino Megazord. But third grade John did not know that Gundam Wing was a thing. Or that specifically yep. Wing Zero existed. Because you want to talk overkill. Let's talk transforming mechs. This is also a transforming mech. Wing Zero has multiple modes. It has mobile suit mode, where which is the traditional mech. You know, it looks like a two arms, two legs, a head, a torso. Uh, and it also has uh, Neo Bird mode. Neo Bird mode. I can talk. Uh, which is essentially it transforms into a plane, a jet looking thing, <laughs> which allows it to travel much much faster, both in space and in the air. Uh, it incorporates it and has a physical shield, which I'll get to in a minute, but that becomes the nose of the aircraft. Um, it features a twin booster rifle, which can fire in rapid fire or beam mode, which, when combined, has the pow- uh, firepower capability to destroy an entire space colony with a single shot. Yep. And it does on multiple occasions. If that wasn't enough, okay? If a mech that essentially has uh, a a twin laser that makes it the Death Star... Hold on, there's more. (laughs) It has, because it's me and I love my swords, a beam saber. Which is the Gundam version of a lightsaber. In fact, it has two beam sabers. One in each shoulder, on the back of the shoulder. It has a machine cannon. Two of them mounted inside the shoulder. It has, I mentioned before, the shield made of Gundanium alloy with an anti-beam coating. Specifically, it's designed to block other beam sabers and beam weapons. And, of course, it has the Zero system, which is designed to allow its pilot to push him or herself past physical boundaries to achieve perfect victory. It might kill you in doing it, but you'll win the fight, man. <laughs> Gundam uh, Wing Zero. Dude, I have been in love with Wing Zero since the first. So its cannon can separate and be fired as like dual-wielded cannons. And then it can be put together to fire that massive beam. And the first time I saw him put the beam cannon together and fire that massive beam and just decimate an entire armada, I was just like... <laughs> That makes no sense, but I want it. And then again, it transforms. It has beam sabers. I love this thing. It is my go-to Gundam. Uh, ask me to pick any Gundam. It's going to be this one over any other Gundam anywhere. And I think I think the reason why, Jay, I think the reason we love Gundam Wing, Jay, is because Gundam Wing gave you multiple Gundams to choose from. And it's yeah. almost like, like the Zodiac. You can pick your Gundam based on your personality. Do you like overkill? Do you want cannons on top of cannons on top of cannons with a side of missiles? Here's heavy arms. Yep. Uh, do you want just massive OP that you can dual wield cannons and lightsabers with your mech? Because why not? Here's Wing Zero. Uh, oh, what's the one? 
is it Sandrock that has the yeah Sandrock yeah, is something yeah. else yes <laughs> the physical blades is it yeah. the one that uh way 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 fang has i don't think of a different one but then there's also yeah. death scythe hmm that's what i was thinking of death scythe yeah death scythe that one is mm-hmm. i can't think it... of the fifth one though well there's a tall geese which is the prototype they could turn into epion and hold on i'm looking it up right now what are all five gundams Here, hold on. Wing Zero, Death Scythe, Heavy Arms, Sand Sand Rock, and Shenlong? Yeah, Wufei had Shenlong. Shenlong? was that i need oh ah yeah with the bow staff with the trident Mm -hmm. i need to watch gundam wing again i think it's on hulu oh man i loved that show so much but yes i can't remember was it you that introduced it to me or i introduced it to you well, we started watching. I just it, know we both watched it. The glory days of of Toonami, uh, hanging out in Jay's basement. I know I, I introduced you to Endless Waltz, but I I think we'd already been watching Gundam prior to that. Yeah, because I remember being with you when you saw <laughs> the upgraded heavy arms for Endless Waltz. God, <laughs> Jay had to go change his pants. It oh man. So many guns. So many uh, guns. Any other uh, honorable mentions for mechs? Well, you said Gypsy Danger. Right. right. Which um, I'm surprised you didn't pick, but I, I can get, I can see why. It's fair. Yeah. Uh, Voltron. Lion Voltron, I assume. Yep. See, my problem with, like, so my problem with Gypsy Danger and Voltron and the Megazord is you need co-pilots for that. Okay. And in a Gundam, you can just go by yourself. So what um, about uh, the White Tiger Zord, which has tire mode and battle mode and only takes one pilot? Yeah, yeah. That that I would. That's a good one. Or the the Red Thunder Dragon Zord from Season 2 of Mighty Morphin, which also has a battle mode and a dragon mode and one pilot. Um, um, or the Dragon Zord, obviously. Or if you're going more uh, quote-unquote realistic, the... The mechs from uh, oh god the TV show, and it had the toys, and you introduced it to me, and I can't remember the name of it right now. Exo Squad. Exo Squad. There you go. Now those are cool, but those aren't like mechs in the traditional sense, and like they're not you know a hundred feet tall. Yeah, they're right. they're 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 more like the power loader from Aliens. Don't get me wrong, they're awesome, and that show is fantastic. But yeah, because yeah. I, I, I thought about that because I was like, oh, I should go Exo Squad, and I was like, yeah, those aren't really 
I don't think that's what Jay means when Jay says mechs. So I'll left that off. Um, I would, I would shout out to um, Commander Scott, who would probably bring up Robotech. I never watched Robotech. So. Oh yeah, the Veritech. Yeah, dude. Uh, Robotech is legit awesome, dude. When you're done rewatching um, <laughs> Gundam Wing, jump over to some Robotech. Uh man. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Any of the I guess any of the Jaegers from Pacific Rim would be awesome. Okay. But again, you need two pilots for those. You do. You do. But yeah, Gypsy Danger would be on the top of the list. If me and you were drift compatible, Gypsy Danger. Again, I think we're about sixty percent drift compatible, Jay. <laughs> Oh man. Um Spaceball one? No. <laughs> Mega Maid. She's gone from uh, suck to blow. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. Um I think I think with yeah, our combined yeah. like, you know, Captain Planet with with our powers combined. <laughs> uh with our combined loadouts, we'd, we'd cause some problems, I think. Yeah, so we're flying into battle on... I'm flying my Gunstar, Jay. Rolling in in the Slave 1. Uh, when we're not piloting our mechs, which are either Wing Zero or... Heavy Arms. Then when we get to the surface, we're rolling out in... I've got the 89 Batmobile. Jay has... The Tumbler. There you go. And we're slaying whatever comes at us with what, Jay? Uh, for me, with my ZF-1, uh, my Marita Mark One, and the M6D pistol, the OG Halo pistol. And I'm rocking my M41A pulse rifle, my Stellan Geos lightsaber, and Star-Lord's element gun. If we're in a PvP area and you see us coming, you should run. Yep. We got it covered. Uh, see, now I'm curious. What do you think Scott would have picked? If, if, if Commander Scott was here, can we pick his brain and figure out what he would have picked? I think his sidearm would have been Jane's pistol from Firefly because he loves that because it's got the, it's the revolver with the shotgun shell underneath. Um, Which it's, it's it's based on an actual gun, but I can't remember what it's called, and he'd be mad at me for that. But sorry, he's not here. Uh, I would say his sidearm would be a phaser. Ooh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. And then I would grill him on which version of the phaser. For him, mm. it from he doesn't like he doesn't like the 09 phaser because it's too much of a pew pew. Yes, yes, yes. He would probably go with OG series phaser. I I think I could talk him into the assault phaser from Star Trek six, five, whatever that one is. But yeah, no, you're right. You're right. definitely would have been a Star Trek phaser. You're right, definitely, and definitely not a modern one. Definitely a bad one. It's an actual phaser, not a PPU. Uh, primary weapon. Mm. That's harder with Scott. Yeah. He'd go with something that's elegant and fun functional. Yeah. Something that can go long range. An M1 Garand. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like a super modded M14 or uh, uh, what's the, the Buffalo gun Quigley uses in Quigley Down Under with a double trigger? Oh, 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 God, I can't think of it. I can't think of the name of Spencer. It's a, like a modified Spencer yeah. rifle. Yeah, yeah, that'd be his primary because he's Scott. Yeah. Secondary would be something ridiculous. Something crazy sci-fi that we don't know about from a novel series he read. From an obscure, yes, he'd he'd bring out some sort of obscure sword that also is a gun that has electricity. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't talk about gun swords, did we? Ah, (laughs) man, missed opportunity. Could have had a blade blaster. Damn. He he. Uh, vehicle land vehicle. He'd pick Kit. I can see him picking Kit. I think you would pick Kit. Uh, Space and air? That's the tricky one with him. I know he loves the A-Wing. He would, I think, an A-Wing, or he would somehow figure out how to make an F-14 Tomcat with a hyperdrive. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, wow. Or oh no, it would be a Viper from um, oh from Battlestar, Battlestar, or mm. uh, oh what the hell, Stargate, the F three hundred two. Sure, okay. I don't watch. I never watched Stargate, so no, I don't, I don't think you go with that. I, I think A Wing or Viper definitely. Um... Mac definitely the Veritech fighter. Yeah. Maybe that would be his air and space slash Mac. I'm writing these down because I'm going to tell him tomorrow we tried to pick for him and ask how we did. <laughs> <laughs> what did we Make say sure... for secondary? Oh, did we cover secondary? I said it was we did the... crazy. Okay. We'll we should just put Elder Wand and see what he says. Okay. Uh, he, mm, I'll put Elder Wand. Well, no, he may he, go mad at Moody's Wand, but, but yeah. And you said kit for land vehicle. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. alrighty. Well, there you go, folks. That's what we would pick, and what we think Scott would pick. Um, but let us know if if the Oasis was a thing, and you could pick whatever you wanted for it, uh, given the limitations we impacted, so we could actually finish the show sometime this century um i mean there's so many options we didn't talk about i mean like just looking around in my current room like predator plasma caster yeah um again i'm just picking stuff off my wall and off my action figures proton pack proton pack iron man suit oh that does that count as a mech yeah what is that because we didn't cover armor at all yeah uh yeah you got the the hawkeye bow and his magic quiver uh i mean that's that's it's uh it, it, it look like it's endless so let us know what do you think of our picks what would you pick and do you want to see us do some more episodes like this and expand the categories and get into things like armor uh and and make things a little more specific we didn't talk about like grenades and stuff like we could we could we could get crazy with it there is only one grenade that needs to be equipped it's the holy the holy hand grenade of antioch yes 
<laughs> I think Scott would argue. There's the oh shit, what is that? It's from I think it's Hitchhiker's Guide, where you pick it up and it makes you like you forget about it as soon as you pick it up. I think it's oh, Hitchhiker's Guide. I don't know. Megan would know, but I don't know. Damn it, I'll have to ask Scott again. I'll be ashamed. I can't remember. Anyway, did you have fun with this? Do you want to see us expand it and do some more or less? No. What would you pick? Um, and until next time, this has been your weekly nerd alert.